0: proud bisexual astrology influencer bye 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 question <laughs> it is hot by summer hello and welcome to hot by summer the podcast that's your one stop shop for everything by with your host me Charmy. Where we talk about everything from by news, by TV shows and films, by awakenings, and so much more. So let's get into it. First of all, don't forget to rate, subscribe, review. Do all the juicy bisexual things so that I can give you more of this fun, juicy bisexual content. You see how it works? You give, I give. You give, I give. We love this. So let's go on to our first segment, which is Hot by News, also known as Why Is Nobody Talking About This? First and foremost, let's talk about Franklin, Jamal, Ocean, headlining coachella this weekend i'm very 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 excited about this for so many reasons mostly because if you've listened if you're an og if you are an og and you've listened to this podcast when it first started the very first episode i talked about how important frank ocean's channel orange is to me it was the backdrop to my to my college experience And for that, I am forever grateful to Frank Ocean, truly and deeply. I remember when I was in college, I would listen to Pandora. And that's how I found a bunch of like new artists that now is like super mainstream now. But at the time, it would kind of like show you a bunch of new artists. So you'd like put in a bunch of people that you liked, and then it would like show you and generate like new artists that were – not even up and coming. They were just really good at their craft and really popular in the underground music scene. And I am a Gemini rising. So if you're Gemini rising, Libra rising, Aquarius rising, you have air sign rising, or even an air sign sun, you already know, you already know right from the jump, you're going to find the artists that everyone now is super into. So Anyways, Frank Ocean, love you. So, of course, of course, we have to talk about Frank Ocean's birth chart. So I already know this information because, you know, as a fellow Scorpio, I, I already know my man. My man, my man, my man. I didn't know my man's birth chart. I memorized it. No, I didn't. Um, I know he has an, a Scorpio son. His birthday is October 28th, which is two days before my birthday, which I just feel like October Scorpios are just a different breed of Scorpios. Scorpio men are terrifying. Never meet your heroes. <laughs> Although I do want to meet Frank Ocean, but Scorpio men are, they're scary. I'm not going to lie to you. Scorpio men are terrifying, but the only exception is Frank Ocean. Okay, okay, okay. Frank Ocean is a Scorpio sun, Scorpio rising and Capricorn moon, which for a really long time, I thought Frank Ocean was a Scorpio sun, Scorpio moon, and I was going to be like, ooh, scary times, that's too much Scorpio. But he's a Scorpio sun and Scorpio rising. So not only is he frontward facing sun of a Scorpio, like gives Scorpio energy. He's also a Scorpio rising. His MC is in Leo. My moon's in Leo. So maybe we're compatible. Maybe we'll be together forever. His Mars is in Libra. Damn, I like that a lot. I like that a lot, a lot. His Venus is in Scorpio. God, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. Anyways, love Frank Ocean. I can't wait for new music. A lot of people are speculating that new music is going to drop with the headlining of this um, this coming weekend. But we'll see. We already know that Coachella is is like those cultural shifting moments. Like the headliner shifts culture. I'm sure you remember this. The summer that Beyonce headlined Coachella was one of the most iconic things to ever happen. Like, everybody's Halloween costume was that beautiful, like, that beautiful, like, sweater. I mean, she shifted culture. She shifted culture because she's a performer. I mean, we always talk about Beyonce as a vocalist, but she is a performer. And she just, the way she mixed, I mean, what, I, that, is one of the most iconic things to ever happen uh, in culture. Overall, but Frank Ocean has some really big shoes to fill because he's headlining. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when Daddy brings to the table. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to stream it. Um, I never really was in. I wasn't ever Coachella girly, and I don't think that I can handle white people in in um, high doses like that. So I don't know if I would ever go to Coachella. If somebody bought me a ticket, maybe I'm there. But to spend that much money to be around that many inebriated white people feels um, triggering. It feels, it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> so um, I'm going to protect my mental health and not do that. But if somebody wants to buy me a ticket, baby, buy me a ticket and I'll fly to the desert. My favorite thing in the world is streaming the performances. Oh, I remember when I streamed Beyonce's performance and I remember Post Malone was like on a different stage before Beyonce. TikTok. Post Malone, get up the stage. We're looking for Beyonce. We're looking for Beyonce. And then she came out with that iconic cane and the and the cape. And it was iconic. It was cr- cultural shifting. And I expect nothing less from my my Scorpio lover, Franklin Jamal Ocean. I love him so bad. I love him so bad. A lot of people have seen the BMW E40, like, spotted in Coachella Valley. So I'm like, oh, so he's, he's going to do something very different, such a Scorpio to be like, I'm gonna drop this thing and then see what happens. You know what I mean? I'm very excited. Speaking of music, Chloe Bailey's album is out and I have no right to speak on this, no right. No right at all to speak on this. I haven't listened to the album, (laughs) but I do wanna talk about Chloe Bailey. And I think Chloe and Hallie do not get enough credit for being, first of all, a band, right? They are a girl band that has split so amicably and use that talent that they've had. They're multifaceted. Producer, Chloe's the producer. Um, they're both singers, they're both obviously musicians, they they're just multifaceted and use that and rocket launched that into their separate careers in a way that. I don't know if we've ever seen before with both people. And I think what's really beautiful, because it's like we talk about the things that people do wrong, right? We're like, Chloe Bailey really pushes a sexuality narrative. Chloe Bailey really pushes the the um, all this stuff. Her music is, is not what we want it to be. That's what people talk about. What people don't talk enough about is the fact that Chloe and Hallie use their really – beautiful talent to launch themselves into separate careers and bring A very lucrative and interesting conversation about Black women in the music industry. And I remember Chloe went on the Terrell Show and she talked about what it's like being a female producer in the industry and what that brings and what that means. And the industry has done Black women wrong for a really long time. But I think what's really fascinating about Chloe and Hallie is that they both bring something really special to music um, together. They're really great musicians together. And, And not enough black women get the get the the privilege to swim through multiple different genres of music and let chloe be chloe she's a cancer let her swim let the fishes swim let the fishes swim so i haven't listened to her album i will eventually but i haven't yet and even though i haven't i just i still feel like we need to give chloe a little bit more more leeway with that let's move on to the next segment of hot by astro tea okay so what is going on in the astrological world what are the astro girlies feeling right now what's going on so first and foremost venus entered gemini and the reason why i hesitate (laughs) to talk about this is because uh, people with a, a gemini venus are a challenge that i like to um personally like to explore because they're so interesting i think people with gemini venuses are very much the academic lover they are the read a book about love read a book about relationships they have they have the the stamina and the beautiful capacity to hold relationships with many different types of people and i think a part of that and en- of me envies that i think they're incredible. But for the ether, Venus entering Gemini is such a fun time to really explore love in its let's go fast-paced type of um, type of feels. So Venus entered Gemini and we're embracing that. We are embracing that. Eclipse season is officially on the way. April 20th, we're going to enter eclipse season. Let me just say this. Before we talk about eclipse season, do not let... White astrologers trick you into being scared for any season that happens in astrology, for any astrological thing that happens in astrology, because they're going to do it. It's going to start happening. Your TikTok is going to be filled with people. That, today is a really scary day because today is a day. Let's take a step back. Let's figure out, first of all, what is an eclipse? Okay. Let's 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 take a step back, okay? I want to really explore that. An eclipse is an astronomical event that occurs when an astronomical object or spacecraft is tempor- temporarily obscured by passing into the shadow of another body, or by having another body pass between it and the viewer. So essentially, that means that the moon is in front of the sun. Okay, that's 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 the very the very. Um, hard definition of what an eclipse is. So that means that seeing situations for what they are might be a little bit more difficult during this time. And that's okay. Because if you think about it, we are constantly facing seasons. There's constantly things happening in the ether that we don't know about. And we don't freak ourselves out about it because we don't know it. We don't know that it's happening. We don't know it's occurring. So just a reminder to take a step back when you hear these astrologers try to scare you into buying a class or whatever they're trying to do. Be very, very cognizant of that. Okay? So, with eclipse season, like I said, sometimes it's hard to really see things for what they are because obviously, if the moon is blocking the sun, we can't fully see what's going on in situations. So, take a little eclipse season break. If things get high intention or relationships are difficult or you're not able to communicate with somebody, and this goes across any season, anything that's going on in the, in, in the ether, in the world, take a step back, take a little eclipse break and be like, maybe I can't see this for what it is and remind yourself that nothing lasts forever. Astrology is a really great tool to help us to understand seasons. Right? Things happen in cycles, in seasons, right? These things happen. And I think what's really important is to remember nothing lasts forever. Even if, you know, Venus is in Gemini, or Venus is doing this, or the sun is doing this, or Neptune is doing that, nothing lasts forever. They're just cycles to teach us more about ourselves, to get us in tune with ourselves. Do not let these white astrologers scare you during eclipse season. I promise you it's going to be okay. Nothing lasts forever. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Moving on, we're going to head into buy recommendations because there's some really good stuff going on. First of all, last episode, I made a playlist. It's called After the Storm. It's probably one of my favorite playlists that I've ever made of all time. It's so good. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. It's one of the best playlists I have made. It's like perfectly crafted and curated. Let me tell you something. If a bisexual makes you a playlist, do not take that lightly. Do not. Ever, 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 ever take that lightly. That means business, okay? So I made you a perfectly crafted playlist for when you're just getting over a big situation. And to remind you that after storms, after it rains, when it rains, it pours, baby. But after it rains, the sun does eventually come out. Again, nothing lasts forever. So if you want that playlist, it is in the show notes. Go check it out. It's called After the Storm. It is filled with so many good nuggets. And one of those good nuggets is somebody that I want to recommend who is an incredible artist. And her name is Bibi Borelli. And I have been listening to the song Hollow. It's called Hollow. It's like it's been on repeat, 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 repeat. It's so good. So Bibi Barelli is a German-born American singer-songwriter. She signed a Def, Ra- J- Def Jam recording, and she has written a bunch of songs with like Rihanna. She's written with Kanye West. Like she has done a lot of really incredible, incredible things. And you know, you know, I had to, you know, I had to look up, look up her sign. So of course, in all of this beautiful madness of me like creating this playlist, I look up her sign tell me why she's a cancer, tell me why she's a cancer. That's why I love water signs, because water signs remind us to not go around our feelings, but to go through our feelings, and sometimes, I'm not gonna lie, as a water sign myself, sometimes I save my feelings for a little bit too long, and that is never a good thing, and nothing for too much or too long is never a good thing, but in a culture that tries to, like, Remind, like, to tell us all the time, num 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 num, numb yourself with this, and buy this, and do this, and do that, and 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 smoke this, and do that. Like in that type of culture, water signs are so important because we remind the world and the ether to slow down, feel your feelings, the beauty, the art is in the fields, baby. So Bibi Borelli reminded me that with with her song Hollow. It's so good. Another buy recommendation is Rylane. It's a cute rom-com that's on Hulu. It is so cute. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. You check it out. It is so, 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 so good. I'm really excited about this new segment. I want to do a cute and gay segment now. Which is essentially, I take questions from you all online. I think sometimes I get questions a lot. Actually, I do get a lot of questions (laughs) of people being like, oh, I'm dating this person. What do I do? What do I do? Now we're going to take to the podcast, baby. We're taking it to the podcast. So I got a really beautiful question online that I am very, very excited to answer. This person asks, any advice on how not to be scared of dating women for the first time when you only have a history of dating men that's a big question <laughs> that is a really big question and as someone who has been really exploring my queerness for the last four years I mean I guess I could say before then I was exploring it but just didn't know but the last 4 years i've really had the language to really explore my queerness and that has given me a lot of strength and power and courage to do a lot of things that i never like me when i was a kid like i genuinely think baby Shami would be like what happened <laughs> and i'd been like bitch you're gay bitch you're gay bitch you're gay but she would be proud cuz she's she she would be like I don't think you're allowed to be gay. And I'd be like, girl, you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. And then she'd be like, wait, really? And I'd be like, yeah, bitch, explore that. Be you. Be who you are. Back to the question. Advice on dating women for the first time when you've only dated men. I will say this. As someone who is a femme, who has primarily, I mean, I ain't got no type. Bad bitches is the only thing that I like. Except <laughs> generally speaking, I love femmes. I love bi-fems. I think bi-fems are the sexiest people on the face of the planet ever to exist. I, I just think bi-fems are so beautiful and so sacred and should be cherished and loved and adored and taken care of and given playlists and, and coffee and matcha and tea and breakfast and bed and plants and... I just, I love bi-femmes, okay? So that's what I'm going to say on that. I love, love, love bi-femmes. I think we are magical because we are magical. But advice that I would give if this is the first time that you're really like stepping into the pool, there's a very weird little stereotype. And sometimes stereotypes are true, but there's a weird little stereotype that bisexuals don't really be speaking up. Don't really be saying, Hey, I like you. Let's bump coochies. You know, like it's it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, it's a thing because it is a thing. And I will say when I first started dating, I was so scared. Let me tell you this story. This is one of the mo- like this story, looking back looking back on this, it it was one of the wildest things, and it really put everything into perspective. Okay, so when I first started dating women or non-binary people, or just honestly just started really exploring my queerness. Me and my friend, I, I had just met this new friend. Now we're really, really close friends, but I had just met this new friend. And I didn't know that they had just had just sort of come into their bisexuality as well. They they seemed so confident. And they just I remember we were like driving and they were like, Oh, how do you identify? And I was like, um, just queer because bi can be blah, blah, blah. And I was saying all the like weird, I don't know rhetoric that you can really tell people have haven't gone outside and touched grass um say often about bisexuals. So I was saying all this like internalized biphobic stuff. Um and this person was like, well, I'm bi because it holds so much beautiful history and I'm so proud to be bi. And I was like, okay then I like you. I like you a lot. So anyways, me and this friend would go to these clubs Pre-pandemic, we would go to these clubs and we would be such little freaking baby gays and we'd be like in a corner, like sipping our tequila pineapple, and being like, everybody's beautiful, right? Freaking, freaking, freaking out, right? Everybody's beautiful, everybody's sexy, everybody's this, everybody's that, right? And we'd be freaking out. And we saw this group of women who were so beautiful. Okay. They were beautiful. I don't know where they were from in the world. I don't, I don't really know, right? they were so beautiful and they seemed so cool and just like settled in their sexuality half the time i feel like i was attracted to people when i first came out because they were confident not because i was actually attracted to them like not like i didn't actually want a relationship with them or anything romantic with them i was just so attracted to their confidence that i was just like this must be a crush. Now looking back, I'm like, this isn't a crush. Anyways, so these people, they were so cool and so chill, so confident. They were like, just very chill. I don't know where they were from. I don't know. Yugoslavia, I don't know where they were from, but they were giving off really cool, chill, chill, queer, older women, butch vibes, right? Me and my friend were like, we were salivating. We were mother freaking baiting. We were salivating, salivating over these these sexy butch baddies, right? And so, we go to somebody and we're like, "Oh my god, they're so hot!" And my friends like, "Yeah, they're hot." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, they're hot." And then we go to a friend and we're like, "Yeah, they're hot." And my friend was like, "Oh well, let, let me introduce you." And I was like, "Do you know them?" And they're like, "No, but like, let me introduce you. Let's go up." And I'm so happy that they did, right? So we go up to them. And we're like so nervous. I have knots in my stomach. I am freaking out. Like I'm seriously like not okay, right? And we we talk to them and we're like, hi, and they're like, hello. And we're like, I don't know if they're French. I don't know where they're from. Um, they're like hello, and we're like, um, yeah. So where are you from? And they're like, um, Dutch I don't know where they're from. They're like somewhere, right? And we're like, oh, wow, okay. And we're like fighting to get the conversation going. Like at this point, we're just like asking about the weather, like saying anything. And I thought it was because they were mysterious. We're like, they're not talking. They're mysterious. The more we started talking, the more my boner was dying. Like I was like, they're not mysterious. They're not, not interesting. They're literally just boring. They were literally just boring. So we're sitting there and we go, (laughs) we're like, okay, bye. And we leave, right? And me and my friend were like, what was that? And in our head, we're like, maybe they just know something that we don't know. Maybe they know a trick that we don't know. Maybe they understand something that we don't know. And we look back at that time now and we're like, they were literally just boring. (laughs) And so I say this story to remind you that you never know the struggles of what somebody's going through. They could be really just a boring person. You never know what somebody is actually, what's actually going on. And so give yourself permission to like walk up to people. There's this really viral TikTok that's going like ham. I'll put it in the show notes. And this girl is like, lesbians. I need you to understand that you can't get a girlfriend by just saying, you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty. Like, that's not how you're going to get a girlfriend, right? You're going to get a girlfriend by going up to somebody saying hello. That's how you're going to get a girlfriend, right? And so that is always a really good reminder that you have to be active in your dating life. There was this really great creator, and she was talking about how bisexuals will be like, Oh, I'm not good. I'm not good at dating. Like, I'm not good at going up to girls because I'm bisexual. And she goes, "No, you're not good at going up to girls, not because you're bisexual, but because you're not good at going up to girls. Don't blame it on your bisexuality, baby. Don't. Don't. It, it's not. It's not the oat milk, sweetie. It, it, it's you. Maybe <laughs> it's you. Okay. So be really empowered when it comes to women to initiate things. I know that that's not the way society brought us up. I know it's very much against the grain and it's really intimidating and it's very scary. And let me tell you, I've had so many like panic attack moments um, where I've been like, oh my God, I can't go up to that girl. She's just too pretty. And it's scary. It is scary. But there is something very hot about having the confidence to go against patriarchy. There's something really sexy about that. There's something really hot about Seeing another femme and being like, you're beautiful. Can I take you out for a drink? Like, you're beautiful. Let's get coffee. Like, there's something really beautiful about that. Fighting patriarchy by asking a woman out, I think it's iconic. Personally, I know it's scary, but I do think it's iconic. I do think it's truly iconic. I will say also that the pretty war, the fem fem pretty war, I talked about this on my last episode, but the fem fem pretty war, you know, you're pretty. No, you're pretty. No, you're pretty. No, you're pretty. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, bisexuals. Wrap it up. No more. You're pretty, you're pretty. You're pretty. You're pretty. Let's 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 move past this. You're pretty. You're pretty. Uh, okay, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. In those circumstances, what I typically do: You're pretty. You're pretty. You pre-. take the compliment and don't start a war on who can say pretty more times. Thank you. I take the compliment. Thank you. Own it. Find something specific that you like about that person, their face, whatever, and be like and you have beautiful eyes. Let me take you out for a drink. Let me, let's go do this or let's go do that. It's a lot easier said than done. I will say I'm guilty of this myself, but the more you massage that muscle of dating women and going up to women and even like there have been times you guys, this is like a little embarrassing. And I hope this person doesn't see this. But if you do, hey, I'm, hey, girl, hope you're doing good. There was this really beautiful girl. I was out and about. We'll keep it general. We'll keep, we'll keep it general. We'll keep the tea, the tea general. But I was out and about with a friend. We were having a good little time. We were kikiing, and we saw this girl, and I thought she was really pretty. And then fast forward, I'm standing in line, and we're at the bathroom, and I go oh my God, you're so pretty. And then she's like, oh my God, you're so pretty. The pretty wars start. And I'm like, God, can this end already? Right. And then on my way home, I DM her because I got her Instagram. Long story short, I got her Instagram, right? Not in a romantic way, but I like got her Instagram, whatever. And so I DM her and I say, I think you're super talented. I think you're super beautiful. And I would love to take you out on a date one day. And she said one of the nicest things I have ever heard another femme say to me to reject me. She says, I know that that took a lot of strength and a lot of courage to be able to say that to me. And I really, really respect that and love that you did that. I'm currently seeing somebody right now, but I do think you're beautiful, but I'm going to have to decline and I hope that we can be friends. I said, what? I think graciously rejecting people is another like beautiful skill. I was like, that is beautiful. That is incredible. So, A, I take that and I put that in my back pocket. I always am like, okay, if somebody asked me on a date, now I'm a lot, a lot more gracious with being like, you know, I'm not feeling this moment or I'm not feeling this. And no but you seem like a really nice person, you know? So that. And B, I think that when it comes to dating other femmes, you really have to embrace rejection from women. And that is very scary. I have a TikTok where I talk about this. It's very scary because I think I was really scared to get rejected by women because a lot of men that I had seen that got rejected by women acted real wild and I sort of took the template of heteronormativity and just kind of plopped it on my queer little dating journey when I first started dating and I was like and this is gonna work right it's not gonna disseminate and be really weird and confusing um spoiler alert it was (laughs) it did not work um, and it didn't work because obviously heteronormativity doesn't really apply to queerness ever. Um, but even more so, if you're a femme who dates other femmes, there's no like template necessarily. So going back to the rejection part, I think it's really easy to get fearful of rejection. There is a blessing in rejection. And not to be not to be one of those girls that's like, rejection is protection. But actually, it really is. And the older I get, the more I realize that. And it's okay to be rejected by people. It's okay if you go up to somebody and be like, hey, I really like your outfit. You're really beautiful. I would love to take you out to dinner. And they're like, no. Are you going to die? No. Are you going to be embarrassed? Maybe. But like, so? Life's too short not to shoot your shot just because you're going to be embarrassed. You know what I mean? So when it comes to rejection, particularly when dating other women or non-binary people, um... Don't be scared. Don't be scared of that rejection because you never know. I think love is so expansive and you never know. Maybe that person could like come back around, slide back in those DMs. Or maybe because that person said no, you were able to find another person that said yes. One thing about me, my Leo Moon, I'm always going to shoot a shot. I'm always going to shoot a shot. I'm always going to shoot a shot because if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it does, that's on you. And that's something to be proud of. So that's my advice on how to not be scared. The truth is you're gonna be scared, so don't try to avoid feelings. That's what my therapist would say. Don't try to avoid feelings, don't try to avoid pain. The point is not to avoid pain. The point is to jump in and dive into life in its fullness and embrace your queerness in its fullness. Um, so you're gonna be scared. So when you walk up to that girl that that looks really cute and is really pretty. At the club or at a cafe you know it's you're gonna be scared if you're not scared you're not alive you know you're gonna be scared but if you drive past that fear you might get to something good and the worst that can happen is that this person says no the best that could happen is this person says yes but truly the best that could happen is that you went with how you felt and isn't that really beautiful i'm just saying i'm just saying that's really beautiful that is really beautiful So that is the end of the Q&A section. If you have any questions that you want answered on the podcast, please, please DM me your questions because I love answering questions. I think it's so much fun. I do a lot of like motivational answering of questions in my book. So if you like this podcast, definitely check out my book, Confessions of a Bisexual, an interactive memoir for baby gays. Uh, I put my heart and soul in that baby. I put my heart and soul into that. And it was, it was a good time. It was a really good time. Also with our very last segment, I would love to talk about Trader Joe's. First of all, why is Trader Joe's so incredibly bisexual? Let's talk about that. Let's also talk about Trader Joe's is bisexual for so many, so many, so many reasons. Reason number one, the snack. Bisexuals are so good at finding the most niche, beautiful snacks. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. Bisexuals are snack game through the roof, through the mother freaking roof. So that's thing number one. Thing number two is Trader Joe's, there's, an, there's a sexual energy within Trader Joe's that, I don't know what it is. It's, 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 I don't know who Trader Joe is. Um, not only is there snacks, there's sexual tension. And something about that needs to be uh, discussed amongst our people. So with our ending Twitter Joe talk, uh, that is Hot by Summer. Thank you so much for joining me this week on Hot by Summer. If you like what you heard, don't forget to rate, subscribe, review. Do all the things, baby. Do all the things. And don't forget to, um, if you really liked this visual slash audio form of Hot by Summer, don't forget to, uh, I have a book. And if you'd like to read it, it's right there waiting for you. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening to Hot By Summer. Bye. (laughs)